Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala Resulihi Seyyidina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. We continue with the, the text of the uh, Sheikh Sidi Ahmed Zarruq, Usulul Tariqatina, the, the foundations or universal principles of our path. So... He continues, he says, خمستن, He said that as far as dealing with other people on this path, <clears throat> the universal principles, meaning what you need to get from, from others uh, in, in traveling this path, the universal principles or foundations are found in five things. Seeking knowledge in order to uh, execute the command properly. This is a a, a a tragedy. This is a uh, debacle. This is so many calamities put into one that the Ummah of the Prophet ﷺ, there's so few people from them that even care about the most minimum of things. And for some reason, people think it's possible to pray without knowing how to pray, and it's possible to practice the deen without knowing what the deen is. And everybody, it's wajib on them not to become a sheikh or molana or do dora hadith or become, you know, get some sort of title or sanad. <coughs> but it's wajib on them to learn what is the fardain, the basic aqidah that a person needs to know. And that differs from time to time and from place to place. Because the questions that some people ask or have, other people don't. Um, they have to have the basic knowledge of aqaid. They have to have the basic knowledge of fiqh, which is not just the five pillars, but it may include more things than that. So the person who gets married has to know the fiqh of marriage. The person who works a job has to know the fiqh of those transactions that, that are relevant to their job. People need to know all of these things. And uh, that's just to be a regular, regular, um, uh, you know, just a regular person to execute the fiqh properly. As far as the tasawwuf is concerned, that knowledge takes on a different, uh, a, a different uh, significance as well. As far as aqidah is concerned, that knowledge takes on a different significance as well. So a person needs to, uh, needs to know these things and learn these things. And if they are not performing their ibadat properly, they're not a person who understands how they're supposed to pray their fajr, or how they're supposed to pray their asr, or how they're supposed to fast, or doesn't even know who to ask, uh, when something comes up and doesn't have access to that person or live close to that person or whatever, then something very seriously has gone wrong. Uh, so the first is the talab al-ilm al-qiyami bil-amr, and it's something I don't want to talk about too much because it seems like sometimes it's all I talk about. Uh, but it's it's really important. It's uh, it's extremely important. And <clears throat> also remember, husn al-khidma, if serving other people is is a way of propelling oneself higher in the tariq by you receiving the reward for whatever progress they make then this the service of the the, the proliferation of knowledge is is like robbing the bank twice uh, it's 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 uh, uh, something that a person learns something one time and then afterward it's used so many times again and again by that person that if you teach a person alif ba ta tha you teach a person how to read the Fatiha, and those are things you guys, you know, you guys don't need to become great ulama or mashaykh to do. 
You know, if you learn some, if you teach someone to recite the Fatiha, or you teach somebody to recite Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad or Qul Nas, that person, how many times will they recite it during during their entire life? You'll receive so much reward for it. So if seeking knowledge is such an important thing, then the help and the proliferation of the knowledge is also uh, is also important, and it's a great vehicle for progress. Suhbatul Mashaykhi wal Ikhwani Tabassur and keeping the company of the mashaykh and of the people who are on this path so that a person can learn vision. What is vision? Vision is something completely free. Uh, you guys are all corporate guys, so you probably have to go to these like whatever vision, strategic plan meeting type things. And uh, the visions people come up with are utterly pathetic. Like as a Muslim, you're like, Crack, chuckling inside this is stupid if this is what your vision is you people are all like pathetic or probably more accurately sick that this is what your your goals are out of out of your existence and out of your work and whatnot but the problem is is that there are people who hang out with those people so much so much so much that they they imbibe whatever state that those people have um, and a person is supposed to obviously earn a living and all of this other stuff. There's not only nothing wrong with it, it's also part of the deen. But a person has to protect himself. Just like if you're a blacksmith, just the fact that you work around fire doesn't mean that you should be coming home burned every day. You need to protect yourself from from the uh, from the evil effects of, of that, that trade. And uh, uh, one of the ways to do so is to keep the, the company of the mashayikh and of the ikhwan because the the, the ikhwan not meaning the like whatever group that's outlawed in Egypt right now we're talking about uh, we're talking about who the people who are your brothers on the on the tariqh the people who keep the same aspiration and goals that you do um, or the sisters if it's sisters why because those people will help you to have a correct vision when you sit in their majlis the things that seemed important uh, at work or the things that seemed important when you were in you know whatever middle school or high school or whatever hanging out with college goofball buddies or uh, or whatever it may be uh, those things all of a sudden they become laughable and a new set of things become important and it helps a person to helps a person to keep correct vision and to keep correct standards with regards to how they should live their life and what's important what's not important وَتَرْكُ وَالتَّأْوِيلَاتَ لِلْحِفْظِ the third is that a person should leave, leave seeking, uh, uh, leave seeking dispensations, and in, in in fiqhi matters, or seek uh, uh, creative interpretations regarding matters of deen, uh, in order to protect oneself, in order to protect oneself and protect one's deen. What are dispensations? Dispensations is that every single time, you know, someone says you have to wash your feet. Someone says you can wipe over your socks. You wipe over your socks. Somebody says that you can, you know, you can, you know, whatever. You have to pray with her, and someone says you don't. Then you just skip with her. And somebody says you, you know, you have to pay, you know, seven dollars in zakat al fitr. Another person says you have to pay five dollars, so you go five dollars. Uh, the idea is that n- there's no, well. I guess to varying degrees, there may in certain instances not be a correct, a right or a wrong answer. But the idea that a person is seeking out uh, 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 an opinion just because it's easier. Not because one thinks it's correct, but because it's easier. That itself is haram and it's also like poison for a person's deen in terms of their suluk. And a person who wishes to preserve their deen should 
sometimes take the harder opinion, not because not because of anything else except for just to, add, to like like shank the nuffs to like you know get a cheap shot in on the nuffs on the way out. Because uh, a person who who does that in in fiqhi issues, it's bad enough. In aqidah issues, it's really really weird. It gets strange sometimes because there are certain parts of the deen that that the the people we live around they don't find palatable, and because of our endearing wish to be friends with everybody all the time and have everybody love us, we oftentimes will find weird understandings of, of Islam. Uh, um, somebody came to me and said, oh, Sheikh so-and-so told me that the the Nasara, before they die, Sayyidina Isa will come to them and ask them, you know, that I'm not the son of God, you believe that, don't you? And then uh, if they accept it, Allah Ta'ala will forgive them for their shirk. And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you really hear your sheikh say this with his own two lips no no so and so told me I'm like I'm pretty sure he didn't say that uh, um, people have these weird things that, that there are just certain things about the deen that they feel bad or embarrassed about and so they want to interpret them in different and weird ways or they'll hear something that like you know some speaker professional speaker and preacher will say that sounds really cool and it's all like very like, you know, Islam is about making sure that the environment is organic and that, you know, women and children are always uh, floating in the air because air is important in Islam. Like they'll say weird things like that that sound like they should be like really deep and wonderful and whatever. But it's not the kitab of Allah Ta'ala and it's not the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Or they're calling to something and that it's not... Entirely clear how this is connected with the wahi of of, of the Quran or the Sunnah of the Prophet Those things, it's better to better to take a pass on them. In fact, sometimes those people, uh, even the weird things that they say, they may have a basis completely in the Kitab and Sunnah. Until you understand what that is, you know, you can just kind of like put that in the suspended category. You can have a good opinion of other people, <coughs> but not take something as an authority of uh, authority authoritative in the deen until and unless you see how it's connected to the to the wahi and there are some things like there's like the masnavi mulana rumi it's not completely it's not completely obvious how how certain hikayat are connected to the book of allah ta'ala if you actually study it you know and you read its commentaries or you sit with the ulama and, and read it you'll be like wow this is just like this is completely in line with that if you haven't seen that or if that doesn't seem like the case to you, you can leave it, you can move on. The deen, the deen is not the deen of the Masnavi, it's that of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Masnavi Mulana Rumi is something that's been attested to by generations of ulama, centuries that intervene between now and then. Something you hear at a conference may not be as as solid. Maybe, but you know, like I said, if I'm, if, if I'm, if, you know, if the mashayikh, despite their praise for one thing, say it's okay to let it go, then the thing that's inferior, uh, 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 almost certainly, you don't have to hold on to it. And this is, this is what, what I mean when I say Islam evangelism. It's not just that I'm jealous of other people because they have a bigger following and a bigger crowd. Honestly, I could give less of a damn. <clears throat> the And if, if I couldn't, then... Inshallah, may Allah Ta'ala make me such that I could give less of a damn. That's not the thing that upsets me. The thing that upsets me is what? How can you stand up and give a bayan? Or how can you write a post from the beginning to the end? has nothing to do with the wahi of, 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 of the Qur'an or the Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam. And you'll see this. There are people who write feel-goody things, and they say feel-goody things and tell feel-goody stories. And it's not immediately intuitive what, what part of the deen a person is explaining in this.
Right? That's what the word bayan means. Bayan, bayan means to one thing for one thing to be separate from the other. Bayan means to show what the differences are between, explain things uh, in detail. Uh, uh, um, and so when a person when a person gets up and says something that maybe a Christian pastor could have used, like, you know, said, like, inshallah, take the inshallah, mashallah out of it, and it could have been a sermon in a church, then even if the teaching is not bad, there could be on a human level something very good in that teaching, alhamdulillah, mashallah. But it, that's not the role of the ulama of, of deen to just tell stuff that people should already know anyway. Uh, uh, rather, it should be to either teach people what they don't know or to persuade people to uh, uh, come onto the path of the Prophet wasallam in, in a more complete and perfect way. So a person, these types of things, some people have a predilection for them. That's a really bad sign. If a person finds themselves inclining to those things, then uh, uh, know that, the, that those ta'wilat, those strange interpretations that you know sound wonderful and sound cool, um, that's that's harmful for a person in their in their in their progress on the tariq. وَالضَّبْطُ الْأَوْقَاتِ بِالْأُمُورِ لِلْحُضُورِ and uh, uh, being being um, strict in a person's timing in a person's schedule daily schedule. Uh, um, in their awrad warada yaridu means to uh, 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 come to, to arrive so the word is uh, the it translates as the litany of prayers that a person says in the day whether it be nafal prayers or whether it be uh, the recitation of the Quran or different adhkar and things like that whatever word the person takes the person should be very very uh, uh, strict in its timings. Um, it's called a weird why because through it comes the the help of Allah Taala. It's like your daily, your daily job that your paycheck, your spiritual paycheck comes through. Um, in fact, it's interesting. One of the words for a job is wadifa, and wadifa is also a word for for. I mean, it means the same thing as weird, which is your daily, your daily uh, dhikr and, and and prayers that you do. Uh, because keeping timings properly is uh, something that that will make a person constantly aware. If you're able to skip your word by having forgotten it, then time passes by without your without your understanding and knowing. And this is one of the great benefits of saying the the, the salat five times a day on on time, is that it makes you very aware of the passage of time what part of the day is done, what part of the day is, is left. And uh, uh, maybe a person of heedlessness, whether they're a Muslim or not, uh, days and weeks and years of their life go by and they don't know where it went and they don't have anything that they've, they've done for themselves. Whereas uh, once a person starts praying five times a day and wondering when the next prayer time comes in, it engenders a certain type of hal and kefiyah, which is presence with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, that, that a person should, should be aware of those things. Um, and this has to do with other things as well, with you know, with special reference to when a person wakes up and when they go to sleep, what do they do during certain times of the day? Uh, it's good to work hard, but your job sh- shouldn't ever be allowed to overwhelm all of your time. And this is a culture that we have in America. Americans, in some ways, work harder than than anyone else in the world. We do have plenty of lazy people, but that's part of the human condition. In general, we take less vacation, we work harder than other people do. And the people at work want to make it such that you feel your future is at work. So they'll put in a fridge with like free Coke or something stupid like that. And you're like, awesome, like 
I'm going to stay at work because there's Coke is free or whatever. Whereas that 50 cents you would have paid for it at the grocery store is a small price to pay for being a human being. Um, the the idea is that 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 you should have okat for your work as well, and uh, it shouldn't spill into other things. It shouldn't spill into your orad. It shouldn't spill into your family time with your uh, uh, with your with your spouse or with your parents or with your brothers and sisters. It shouldn't spill into your time for seeking knowledge. It shouldn't spill into your time for making dhikr. It shouldn't spill into your time for 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 whatever things that that are relevant to the affairs of the Muslims that you're you do whether it's meeting other people going to the masjids for events things like that um, you should make dabt of your oqat and the thing is that if you give every day like from 9 to 5 say I'm actually going to work you'll get a lot done nobody does anything at work everybody's sitting there checking their Facebook and their Twitter and chit-chatting and wa- spend the whole time walking to the damn coffee machine and coming back and this and that there's really no need for that just do your work while you're at work it'll make your paycheck more halal and then the, it gives you time for for other things, if you're not able to make dabt of your oqat, you're not going to make anything. You're not going to make. You may get by at work. You're not going to get anything in tasawwuf at all. Uh, uh, and this is something that uh, uh, this is something that that you'll see. Hazrat Tanwi rahimahullah taala. It said that that he used to keep his schedule so fastidiously that you had to schedule shaking hands with him. Go to the secretary, find open time, he'll give you the time, you shake hands with them, have your like whatever two minutes of, of small talk and that's it. Even his own mashayikh, when it was time, when they would come to visit for him, he had like an hour that he would write in the day. And he wrote so many books, all it was that one hour I'm just going to write. And uh, through the barakah of that hour, so many books came out. And so many beneficial books, mashallah. Um, and many of the mashayikh, unfortunately their books are not their books. They're just somebody, qalamban, like they just wrote down their bayans while they're giving them. And there's so much barakah in that. When you write your own book, though, it's completely a whole nother level because you have to think about what you're going to write and you pick your words very, very, very cautiously and you have control over the, the way the final product comes out. Um, uh, and so there's so much benefit in, in his books because they're written with that higher level of thoughtfulness uh, amongst other things. Um, and uh, 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 that... That barakah is not going to come until you're able to fix a time for things. Uh, if you're able to fix a time for things, there's no reason that all of us shouldn't be for father of the Quran or all of us shouldn't, you know, do great things in our lives. Every single one of us. And the problem is that the potentiality for that is there in every single human being. Not everyone can do everything, but everyone can do something great. And uh, uh, the potentiality is there in every single human being. And we make choices, like small choices every day in our life to not do that and not be that and uh, it's really it's really sad for all of us Allah Ta'ala forgive us for wasting the opportunities we have and give us tawfiq to take the opportunities that we missed in the future again but the dabta of a person's waqt go to sleep after isha the best it's good for your health the best sleep that a person receives is between isha and between midnight uh, uh, that, that, that sleep is restful there's a certain type of rest you'll get from that sleep that you won't get from any other time uh, just like that, the qaylula that a person takes during the day, you don't have to sleep for three hours, even if you take a nap for half an hour. There's something that the body gets out of that that they won't get for the rest of the night. And if you need more sleep, then there are oqat that a person can sleep, right? But, you know, don't sleep after asr, don't, between maghrib and asr, don't sleep uh, after fajr until the sun rises, because those times, they're, they're harmful for a person for, for, for a person in their, in their sleep. And people experience that, that you're very sluggish and groggy. It takes you, like, much longer to the body to get going again because uh, uh, when a person you know wakes up 
the body like gives a jolt of 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 different kind of hormones and 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 things like that to the body to wake it up and then once it has all that stuff floating around when you're sleeping you're not resting because it has all that stuff floating around and then when your body finally cleans all those things out then it can't give you the jolt again when you wake up the second time you're going to be sluggish for 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 some time uh both in your body and your mind and the mind needs to sleep by the way that your brain needs to sleep in order to to put its house in order as well and uh, uh it's islam is difficult it's even more difficult when you're stupid so try to you know do all those things that will save your brain function inshallah uh and the fifth the fifth point is ittiham an nafsi fi kulli shay'in lil khuruj 'an al hawa wa salamati min al utbi wal ghalat that the fifth the fifth thing is that a person is their muamala with themselves that a person should always uh, accuse uh, uh, their own nafs in every matter uh so that that person may leave may 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 be safe from hawa what is hawa it's your own vain desire uh your nafs is something that like yeah i'm hungry and so my nafs will do everything it can to eat yeah i have this desire it will do everything it can to face to chase the desire hawa is something different hawa is acting without you know behaving with no point behaving pointlessly there's so many things that people do every day that are pointless hawa is different than nafs because there's no the nafs at least you're indulging uh, or, or or ingratiating some sort of desire of yours the hawa there's no desire you're ingratiating you're just doing something for no reason just like to be stupid people used to do weird things like the you know just like go kill animals or uh uh you know break things or uh you know act stupid act silly in a way that doesn't garner a person any benefit whatsoever this is also part of this is also part of uh uh this is also part of a human being that they have that in them the 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 mashaikh say that the enemies of the salik are four they're the nafs and shaitan and the dunya and hawa and this is what hawa is and this is how a person protects themselves from it which is what to constantly accuse the nafs in every matter something wrong happens something right happens whatever it is you accuse yourself that this is my fault for 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 having chosen this what do you mean if something right happens when something right happens there's like another chapter of w- weird things that can happen that a person does something good they might become arrogant because of it or they may take credit for it even though allah taala obviously set it up for them and made it easy for them they may uh, 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 you know use the fact that they're right to look at someone else as wrong uh and a person should blame the nafs in every single accuse the nafs and be suspicious of the ittiham tuhma is is an accusation uh, 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 or or blame that if a person does something right say this is not something that i did myself this is something allah taala gave me and if he didn't make it so easy for me to do uh uh I, you know that then then i shouldn't think that i would have done it and the benefit of it is is that you, a person it brings them out of the state of doing things for hawa and it it gives them salama it gives them protection from wasting what good that they have and then making further further mistakes so the sheikh continues is if a talab al ilm afatuhu suhbat al ahdath sinnan aw aqlan aw deenan mimma la yarji'u li aslin wa la qa'ida he said that the the calamity of seeking knowledge was when you know seeking knowledge has gone wrong when you seek it from young people people who are just children it doesn't necessarily mean they say imam shafi'i used to teach dars before he was baligh so he would teach people like during ramadan they would be fasting and he'd be eating and drinking that's fine those are exceptions 
the person the person who exhibits some sort of maturity that's different all of those people are very rare um and chances are whoever it is whatever like whoever like kid on youtube who's like giving bayan into the void and accusing everybody of being weird whatever that person is probably not like imam shafi level of people but khair. <clears throat> the the seeking knowledge the 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 calamity of it is uh, keeping the company of those who are very young in age or who are very raw in their intellect that their mind doesn't seem to work well uh, or in deen that they may know what they're talking about but you see that you you know you've never seen the person pray sunnahs in your lifetime or something like that uh, 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 or you see the person you know whatever having a smoke afterward outside you don't have to say oh this person's evil you don't have to make any judgment about that person all you know all the point of this is that you don't don't seek knowledge from people like that uh, or somebody who talks about stuff but there's no usul there's no methodology in what they say or talk it's not illogical it's just hikayat they're just giving stories it's like uh, it's like uh, yeah, anyway I'm not going to say it because people will get upset because because that but some people they like telling stories and they don't know what the point of the story is and it's okay to tell stories every now and then but there should be a point and it should be clear what it is the person who doesn't get back to any point or any methodology or any logic or reasoning or rationality uh, or foundational uh, 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 foundational uh, principle in the talk that they're giving uh, those people seeking knowledge from them is is going to be a calamity because you will drink their confusion into you until it becomes part of your own state and you know that keeping the company of the mashaykh and the uh, 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 the mashaykh and the, the, the brothers in the tariq uh, is gone wrong uh, 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 when a person they spend their time wasting time correct suhbah is what? correct suhbah is uh, um, taking dars learning something, benefiting something, doing some sort of service. Waste of time suhbah is what? Oh, Shaykh, like this literally, this is a, a thing with people. This annoys me to no end. The person won't come to dars, they're busy. But they'll invite you to dinner afterward or they'll take you to chai afterward, coffee afterward. If that was the case, you should just quit the tariqah and like take up time, full-time work as being like a, 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 a kitchen, like a cook or, or barista at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a store because that's your entire function in the deen. Allah Ta'ala created the best and most elect of His servants to what? To like learn His ma'rifah and to worship Him properly. Your function is to make chai for those people or to buy lunch for those people. Which is great. It's better than... It's still a high maqam. But the first point in the entire book was what? Or sorry, in the sorry, not in the entire book. The first point in, in the prerequisites for the first five was what? Ulul Himma. A person should shoot higher than these things. And <clears throat> it's great to like go out and have coffee and lunch and things like that. Bashallah, I know how to make coffee in my own house. And I know, I, I, I know how to make lunch in my own house. And like going from place to place or meeting different people is a drain on me. And it would have been easier for me just to have a regular job and make my own coffee and make my own lunch. Uh, the point is what? That a person should come and benefit from the dhikr and they should come and benefit from the, from, the, uh, uh, from, from the teaching and they should come and benefit from the learning and all of these other things. Um, if you're just hanging out 
and doing all the stuff that a normal human being would do with with your mashayikh or with your suhbah and you don't do those things that are actually giving you some sort of benefit, then you've taken the suhbah of people without getting any of the benefit. It's like somebody handed you handed you like a, the grapevine, but there's no grapes on it. Someone handed you a branch of the orange tree, there's no oranges on it. There's no fruit from what you're what you're getting. You're just getting the stem of it. Uh, and then saying, oh, look, you know, I spent so much time, so many years I've been meeting Sheikh so-and-so. You've been meeting him and shooting the breeze with him. Uh, uh, so see what you benefit from it. Because people think everything is magic, right? That somehow you're going to, uh, you know, you meet Sheikh so-and-so and then before you die, you know, like he's going to come to you in the form of an angel and like sprinkle fairy dust on you and you'll fly in the air or whatever. That's not the way it works. There are the sprinkle fairy dust and fly in the air people, whoever they are, they got it through making mujahadats for their whole life and from scrupulous adherence to the deen and from doing those things that would make a normal man cry uh, uh, for years on end. Uh, uh, then that type of kind of weird and fancy stuff happens. It doesn't happen just because you uh, had coffee with someone twice. <clears throat> <clears throat> the the calamity of leaving leaving uh, legal dispensations and strange interpretations in the deen is that you start to feel sorry for yourself oh look i went through all this and i went through all this difficulty and look at me you know i'm so tired and i'm this and i'm that and the other thing uh, that you sh- you shouldn't start feeling sorry for yourself if you do that then you're getting the wrong lesson out of out of having having uh, having Left, uh, uh, left dispensations, and 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 spurious interpretations. وَأَفَتُ ضَبْطِ الْأَوْقَاتِ اتِّسَاعُ النَّظَرِ فِي الْعِلْمِ لِعِلَّةٍ ذِي الْفَضَائِلِ وَلِعِلَّةِ ذِي الْفَضَائِلِ and the the calamity of <coughs> being strict with your time. Uh, 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 um. We'll come back to this point, inshallah. And the calamity with regards to blaming the nafs in every matter is that if you keep doing that, it will get better and better, and uh, you will one day, uh, uh, you might one day uh, um, admire how wonderful your the hal in your your state is, and uh, how much istiqama you have. Uh, even though Allah Taala, قد قال الله تعالى إن تعدل كل عدل لا يخذ منها that the nafs is, is such that that even if you try your best to be just, uh, still its justice is going to be wrong. Uh, and Allah وقال الكريم ابن الكريم يوسف ابن يعقوب صلوات الله وسلامه عليهما وما أبرئ نفسي إن النفس لأمارة بالسوء إلا ما رحم ربي and uh, the the noble one the son of the noble one said that Yusuf bin Yaqub عليه السلام عليهم السلام he said that I do not <coughs> I do not uh, 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 hold my myself blameless. I don't hold my nafs blameless. Why? Because the nafs, the the self, and the ego is always commanding, ever commanding to evil, except for the one that uh, my Lord has has mercy on. Uh, and uh, it's really interesting that the 
the the the problem with blaming the nafs is that if you blame it enough, you'll start to admire it, <laughs> which is you just did you're, you just stop blaming it at some point. The I- idea is that when it when it's being bad, it's easy to blame it because what? Because you can see with your eyes what's bad about it. When it's being good, it's hard because you can't see that anymore. But once you can't see it anymore, then it will start doing evil things that it wasn't able to do from the beginning. The sins of like regular heedless people are not like the sins of, of good people who go wrong. Um, so a person should always keep their keep their nafs in check. And this is why our mashaykh used to do things like that. You know, it's not just one of them. So many of them, generation after generation, if somebody did something good or saw something good from themselves, uh, um, then. Uh, 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 that you would find that person uh, cleaning the bathroom in the middle of the night, and uh, uh, what's what's what, what's that about? What do they have like lack of janitorial services in the old days or in Madaris or this? It's not about any of that. What is it, what is it? A person has to remind themselves that this is what our maqam is in the deen, and our maqam is in front of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and anything Allah gave us higher than that. Then it's from his fadl, and a person shouldn't be, should person shouldn't be uh, uh, heedless of that. It's like the master asked a slave to sit at the table. There's a way that the slave should sit at the master's table. If the slave sits at the master's table. Obviously, he's going to eat food that that's better than the food that he usually eats. But there's a way that he's supposed to sit there. How is he supposed to sit there? There's not enough salt in the food. This I know you're going to get kicked off. So you get lost. Go eat corn with the hogs now. Uh, 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 that's not you know that's not your place, uh, and so a person should should constantly be aware of that lest they 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 muck it up and and something good Allah Taala has going for them they they screw it up and and, and then they lose that benefit. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give all of us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu wa taala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.